0: Welcome to another episode of 3x3 Hustle Hype, and I'm absolutely thrilled and pumped to introduce my next guest, 3x3 Australian teammate, um, and that is 3x3 superstar, Timmy Conrad. How are we doing, mate? Doing
1: really well, mate. Doing really well.
0: Yeah. I can clearly see with the significant (laughs) facial hair growth, that isolation has allowed you to go away from the grain, the norm. Yeah, um, talk to me about it. What? what what's the reasoning?
1: Look, i I've, <laughs> no, I've never grown it before. I've never seen the potential that I could have had with <laughs> some facial hair. Um, it's not great, you know. It's <laughs> better. It's better than I thought it was going to be. Um, but the deal with the misses was that if I grew my beard, I wasn't allowed to shave my head. Hence the okay. hat, because my my hair is pure filth. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like
0: that's the case for a lot of us. I mean, I am prior to going my last hustle event with yourself. I'm, I'm starting to bring back the long hair, as you can see. Yeah, I've got these wings or whatever you may call it. So, and unfortunately, I can't grow any facial hair. So, I'll have to admire yours from afar. But it's all good. <laughs> Mate, we, we'll talk about, um, I guess, isolation and we'll, and we'll go. Um, mm. Knowing you personally played alongside it, there's, there's no issue with your motivation. Um, in terms of staying in good, Nick. I mean, how have you we, – we've seen that in terms of setting yourself some little goals about mm. um, standing two-foot dunk, um, yeah. which I think you got got it done. But talk to me about how, yeah, the initial, you know, realisation, yeah. geez, I'm in mean, isolation to to now. You yeah, get? no,
1: it's uh, – you know, going into it, it kind of went through phases with me, I guess, when I realised I wasn't going to have access to a basketball court in, in the gym that we usually work out in here. Um, I was lucky enough that I'd actually already put together a, um, a little home gym you know I've got a, a decent chin up bar a, a lot of kettlebells some parallel bars that sort of stuff so um, I just I, I just try and keep it as simple as possible and just do rounds of stuff doing a lot of sprinting a lot of jump work um, you know just just body weight sort of movement stuff just trying to stay in good nick um, the last couple of weeks with the restrictions being lifted we've been doing some. Um, some on-court stuff at a court out here in Illawarra, just you know, getting up and down, getting shots up, that sort of thing. So it's been a, it's been pretty good for me because I've, I've had a more time on my hands. Obviously, be doing some home improvement stuff around the house, like everyone has been. But um, you know, it's uh, staying in shape's never really been too much of an issue for me. I just you know it's uh you've got to treat it like a lifestyle you got to, it's got to be a hobby not a chore you know so just being able to play around with different things and um you know experiment i, I like doing that kind of stuff it's a hobby of mine so you know staying in good nick is it, good for business and it's just good for health in general little fella as well
0: it's been yeah. cool watching him watching him grow up um mm. how's that been i mean that's we just spoke off air it's funny like I love the isolation because I've had, been able to have this time right. with the kids that so I never would have been able to do mm-hmm. unless you take eight weeks off,
1: off work. Um, but sure. talk to me how that's been. Yeah, look, uh, I know it's, it's affected everyone differently. And, you know, uh, I've got a lot of sympathy for the people that it has affected hard. But for me personally, it's been a, a real blessing in disguise. I think it's been like that for a fair few people as well. Um, we've, uh, I've had a chance to be home, wake up with him. My usual schedule is to wake up and I'm out of the house before he wakes up. And some days I'm not home until he's in bed, you know. But now I, I'm able to wake up with him, you know. We get to spend that cool time in the morning. Um, then I've been doing a few one-on-one sessions out the front of my house, um, and then I get to come back with him, spend more time. Uh, you know, I'm here throughout the day. It's been it's been a it's been a real real good time for me because he's um. He's gone from, you know, he's in that period now where he's 16 months. He was 15, you know, he's coming into that where he's starting to get that personality and he's starting to move around a lot more. And I've been here for that whole time. And, and we, like we were speaking before, I would have been in Bendigo, you know, away from the fan. And it's, oh, it's been such, uh, yeah, like I said, a blessing in disguise to see him grow. And he loves basketball, which is great. I think we can, of we got 10 hoops in our house at the moment. That we've put together so um you know um it's uh like i said man it's been it's been a great time for me
0: sure love it May i want to talk about how you got into 3x3 um obviously relatively new i think two years now um mm, yeah correct me if i'm wrong but i mean how did it all start for for people i mean who gave you that that call
1: hey let's yeah. let's fly over that. and and your experiences thus far yeah, well, the first one, um, uh, it was Tim Keating, uh, one of my teammates that I played with. He plays with a Townsville team, and um, he he messaged me just asking if I was interested. In, and at the time, uh, they were having that tournament in Sydney with that great backdrop, you know, out of the uh, mm. the overseas passenger terminal, and um, you know, there was potential to win prize money, and, and and me and my wife took made like a day trip of it. Um, so, yeah, it the first game we played a Chinese team and. It was just trial by fire straight away. And, so was that the challenger then? No, it wasn't the challenger. It was the oh, like yeah, okay. hustle event before. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. okay. So we, um, yeah, well, that first game we only ended up with three guys. The fourth guy pulled out. So three, <laughs> three guys all day. I love that. Yeah, it was uh, obviously the you know the, the engine gets tested pretty quick. <laughs> um, and you go through that same kind of one two game process that most people do when they start. It's like you think people are trying to start fights with you, you know. <laughs> and um, you just, then the guys, uh, Tim Keating was saying to me, after we won that first game, thankfully, but he was just saying, look, mate, that's, that, that's just how it is. That, it's a lot more physical. You know, at the time, they hadn't cleaned it up like they, hadn't, like yeah, they had recently yeah. with screening and all that. So it was pretty much, you know, a little bit of Groco Roman with a bit of basketball thrown in. So um, it was a good tournament. We, we ended up doing pretty well for having three guys. We made it to the semifinals. We were knocked out by Tommy Wright and Andrew Steele and their athletic team. Um, and then, um, yeah, so that was my only experience with it. And I loved it straight away, but didn't have many other opportunities to play that season. So come that next 3x3 season is when I really started to – I did all the challenges with uh, Townsall and Tim Keating and, and – uh, sorry, all the, um, all the hustle events with uh, Tim Keating and, um, and the Townsville team and, and went overseas a few times to the Philippines and um, uh, Mongolia. She was checking it out and, and realized how massive it was. And um, it was just like the game just – I think it just suited me really well from the get-go, you know. And um, you don't have to be as fast, which is great because the physicality kind of kind of stops that kind of quickness. Um and I just thought I molded to it real well. And then once you start learning more of it, it, it really, you just fall in love with it. So it was good for me and it was good timing. And um, it's been great. We've gotten to represent our country, which like I keep saying is the tippy top for me.
0: We're, we're going to touch on that. I want to, um, we'll, we'll focus on the hustle events as such. I mean, obviously you with and, um how have you felt those experiences have been? Obviously, you played the Sydney Challenge and then the next, last year, you know, I um, remember in Geelong and I think you got a big win, right, against who ended up yeah. uh, the waxy's team and, and sort of surprising yeah, yeah. them. Um, I mean, how was that? And then even obviously this year, we had Moomba um, and then a, a very interesting <laughs> Grand Prix event yeah. um, due to COVID. But, Talk to me. Like, how have you seen the, the, the growth of the hustle, or even like, yeah, you, you touched on the refereeing and, and all that sort of stuff. I mean, even in my short time, Geelong and Moomba, um, yeah, I, I saw a genuine progression of that. I mean, you've obviously played mm-hmm. a little bit longer for me. How have you seen that?
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think uh, different areas of the world, it's but possible. But for Australia, um, I they was they actually had yeah, like a lot of conversations with the rest because it's a different environment, you know. You, I like to like think about it like the, um, when you're back in under-12s and you're at a tournament. You've got all the teams just hanging out, you know, and the, the refs are there, the players are there. They're all kind of mingled in together. Um, so you get to have chats and, and, like, some of the refs are really keen for your input, you know, which is, which is nice. I mean, it's not necessarily they're not going to take it on board all the time, but the, it's really from that first hustle event to the, uh, the one that we played in the Grand Prix, even the Mumba one, Um, you can see that there's key points that they're trying to bring on to stop that, that I guess it's the, um, the bad kind of physicality, you know, the holding the Jersey swinging and all that, Um, that, that stuff they're really trying to tidy up while still maintaining the grassroots of the physicality that you're allowed to have on the basketball. So I think they've kind of found that Goldilocks point now where it's, it's seen as being tough and seen as being physical but not going to that crazy point where you see in some of the Philippine tournaments that I'm sure you've, you've experienced as well. Mm-hmm. I think you went to one as well. You see Absolutely. how much more physical it's there, whereas Australia's trying to adopt the more international version of that, what's gonna be in the Olympics, you know what I mean? So Absolutely. I think it's been a, it's been a great transition um, in terms of where the game's going uh, in Australia. You know, like again, we're still neutral, you know what I mean? We're talking yeah. about it like we know it, but really, We've only been playing in such a short period of time, you know. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's good. It's moving in the right direction. Just hopefully you can pick back up after this COVID experience.
0: Oh, Before we get on to the Australian uh, big 2019, I want to talk to you about how you're exactly right. You, you're suited to the 3x3 game. Um, you had a bit of a really good few bumps. Your very first boom is a mission, if, if, if I'm correct. Um, mm so not mission, but getting brought into the selection, sorry, mm. um, to then, you know, going over for World Cup qualifiers. Um, and you had, a, obviously, a massive campaign and you're, you're a confident sort of guy. We see that, you know, a couple of years ago playing in the grand final series, you just, that first semi-final series, you were rolling. But and how have you felt 3x3? I spoke about it with, with Beck yesterday, uh, last yeah. week, was regarding playing well in 3x3, and mm. finding different element and how that trans- helped you transition to you with the Hawks.
1: Yeah, like uh, what I've mentioned in the past is that I never really got, when I was younger, a chance to play any kind of real physical sport. Um, I never played any footy. My mum wouldn't let me play anything with an oval ball just because she thought I might get hurt. So um, I never got to play Aussie rules footy or, you know, NRL or, you know, any kind of stuff like that. And I feel like like that kind of point for, for a kid playing those sports is good for him. He learns how to how to handle contact. He learns how to use his his body against someone else's. He learns how you know to distribute weight back and forth when someone's hitting you, you know, and I feel like if I'm not mistaken, you had a bit of a footy background here, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you can see the way that you rebound the basketball that you've got a nose for it. And I think that nose for developing that developing that nose for the ball comes from that constant footy background and that having to read where the ball's going, you know what I mean? And I never got that so in terms of the physicality side of things, 3x3's kind of developed my game as you have to be strong with the ball when you're driving or else you're just going to lose it. People are going to smack it out of your hand or as you take a bump it's going to pop out so just learning how to deal with those bumps and again down in the low post, a lot more physical you need to learn how to use your body and and use people's weight against them so I uh, for me, I think it's helped me deal with physicality a lot better and um and you can be a little bit more physical in 3x3 so on the ball uh, i feel like i'm a lot stronger you know than i am in a five on five situation where you're probably going to get called for that foul so i think it suits me in that way as well but it's just handling that level of physicality and um and at the same time being able to shoot the basketball and tie i think you were saying that we should have one of the drills should be we should need to wrestle each other for 30 seconds and then go get shots up, <laughs> which I think would be a perfect drill, the 3x3, because no matter what, you know, fatigue, you know, makes cowards of us all. And you've got to be able to make shots when you're tired or you're not going to win.
0: Absolutely. Mate, let's go um, and take us, you know, and obviously I shared the, the journey with you in 2019 um, mm. for the national team. And, I mean, it all started with that national camp, um, in Melbourne, just after the NBL finals campaign. I mean, yeah. Talk to me about that. We got two very contrasting um, experiences of our national camp. You were in a lot better nick than I was. Um, <laughs> so I may have been in better preparation. But talk to me about that and then maybe that realization, obviously, yeah, the selection camp. And I think we we're talking about to, yeah, get across the world qualifiers. Um, did was that your, I guess, your first foray into going like, this is something that I yeah, really
1: want to put a lot of time into? Yeah, it was... Uh, for me, it was, it's all just so new and, and exciting, you know. It's, um, and, you know, you, you say, like... Because right now, there's not a lot of guys throwing themselves into this. Like, there's not a lot of uh, pull for, for the Australian. Like, if, you re- if, if, if everyone that was playing NBL would have a crack at this, there'd be a lot of people that would come out of the woodwork really suited for this game but as of right now it's new and um and i was just when i came into that camp i just kind of felt this excitement in the air and you know when you see even when you just see the uniforms and things say australia you know what i mean it, it kind of just you get that sense of uh of this is really special and that i mean that training yeah obviously you just come off finals campaign so you are uh, you were just coming off a bender going into that first um, training. It wasn't session.
0: ideal, that's for sure. It wasn't
1: ideal, no, not at all. But you know, I, I could, I could sense from the from the first time that you played that you were. Each team needs certain things. They don't need five guys, that, oh, four guys that can all just shoot the ball. You know what I mean? And I thought, with playing with you and against you in that tournament, I felt like, man, this guy's going to get me so many more shots, just because of that nose you have for the ball. You know, you could see that every time some guy put a shot up, you were just getting into position, getting the ball, you kick it back out, and being on with you, you'd be able to get that. I'm usually the one having to try and box you out in five and five, which is a freaking nightmare. Now you're getting the ball and throwing it back out to me. I'm like, this is heaven. I just got to roam this perimeter, and Greg's going to get a board and find me. <laughs> so, um, you know, we got to we got to kind of kind of know each other's game a little bit more, and you know, we got to see like you know, uh, Waxy and Steelo and Tommy uh, over the time, and and I thought though. The, the bond that we had was pretty special. I, I really enjoyed my time with you guys and it all started at that camp where Dave just kind of threw us in the deep end in terms of the conditioning and, and it worked out really well. I, I thought it was good timing for us and I thought we gelled pretty well from the get-go.
0: Absolutely and, and we transitioned to Puerto Rico. Yeah, have that camp, The mm. I guess the, the nervousness about are we going to make it um, or mm. whatever it may be and then I want to, yeah, because we would share similar experiences. Like, I mean, NBL, you don't travel luxurious by any <laughs> means. Um, but, I mean, let's talk Puerto Rico. Like, we, you know, like, mm. and I think um, Australian men have never represented Australia. Our men have never represented Australia at the World Cup. Um, mm. And, obviously, we had, yeah, that with the, the goal of, of going to the Olympics, obviously... Mm. But talk to me about that, Puerto Rico. I mean, I, I watched that clip, especially um, that last game with Stilo, um, to give a little bit of, of context, um, yeah. was playing on it with a torn groin um, yeah. for a moment. But talk to me about that, like the very first, you know, that experience where we, we went against Puerto Rico, mm. host, host country, um, mm. you know, losing that to then, yeah, yeah playing, yeah. losing them yeah. against them um, and then backing up Czech Republic and that. That emotion, It was obviously pretty cool to see your partner's um, family there as well. Um, yeah, but yeah. talk to me about that whole emotion when we spoke about the pride in, in wearing um, yeah, the, the country's colours. But, yeah, all yeah that, I thought, that whole experience.
1: Yeah. No, look, look that, was a, that was, for me, one of the most memorable moments, I think, uh, in my sporting career. Just because of the way we did it too. In that last day, we did it tough. I mean, we were playing almost back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, four games almost with a game's break. And like you said, Stilo going down. We had to play against Puerto Rico in Puerto Rico with three guys in that semifinal. And that was, that was an insane atmosphere. And I mean, obviously we were going to be on the back foot that whole game, but, you know, uh, I think you get a sense of, you know, how much your teammates are going to fight for you in those positions. And the fight that we, we put up was, was, was sensational. I mean, Even though we didn't get the win, you know, I think it was 17-21 in the end, Um, we just, you could tell we we generally left everything out on the floor. And I think we were fairly unknown going into that. I think a lot of those teams knew each other fairly well. They knew what to expect, but we were pretty new to it at the time. So people didn't really have a scout on us or anything like that. But then after that, Puerto Rico semifinal, having to pick ourselves back up after that, After that fourth game of the day, having only three guys for almost two, you know, two of those games, and then ended up getting that win to get the berth to the World Cup. It was just like it it was just something that when you win something easy, it's not quite as sweet. But when you put in that kind of effort and you come out with what you wanted, the feeling is quite sensational, you know. And at the end, it was just a complete like unleash of emotions for me because it was like you look down, I've got green and gold on my chest. We're going to the World Cup for the first time. And, you know, you, you know what it is. You're just on cloud nine for a little while. It was fantastic. Man, I, got
0: go- I, I got goosebumps because I, I, it is like, I mean, I've I've been fortunate enough to achieve that success as a professional athlete uh, many of times. But I, I, you can't replicate it irrespective of every any level. And obviously, you were able to do it if the Boomers then. But to, to do it, and I think that's what 3X3 does as well. It's such a close-knit unit. Like, we, mm. we literally got to the airport, we flew in, um, arrived, you know, two days prior. Well, got into a hotel at one o'clock in the morning. Um, had a training session, you know, where we played. Who did we play against? It's like, Italy. Yeah, Italy. right. Mm-hmm. Um, just running around though, but because it was raining, we couldn't really use the courts. So you didn't have that warm up, and you you felt like you were underdone in a way. But then the very first game, we're rolling. You know, I think we played Czech first up, or yeah, we ended up playing them later on, but. Yeah, you're completely right. And I remember well as one of my favourite memories. Obviously, one Steelo giving us oh, three yeah. or four huge possessions with a yeah. torn grind. But then I remember um, like even that you post-match, you know, like, yeah, showing your emotion. Um, it was mm. massive. Asia yeah. Cup, obviously another really, really fun time um, mm. winning that gold. Um, that was obviously highlight. I think it just got shown. It was pretty cool to see. I always love the celebrations, but even seeing stuff afterwards, waxy going to our coach, Dave, and, you know, giving him some... some a big some high, ten. Yeah. high 10. <laughs> you don't see a well, high 10. You don't see high 10 that too much. And um, the girls and guys um, coming together. But, you know, obviously winning a medal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll argue, any, like, 3x3, 5 on 5, you know, medal, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, you can't take that away. Talk to me about that. No.
1: Yeah, look, uh, that was... Um, that was really my first like win uh, in 3x3. You know what I mean? Winning the whole tournament, like world world cup qualifier. We yeah, we won the third, third yeah. place. You know what I mean? So that was my first win. You know, for a 3x3 event, and um, you know, to have the medal and to compete against you know that uh, age's finest, and and I think the way we did it as well. You know, when we that first game was a bit rocky. You know, we were just getting together with Waxy. And then, but from that first game, every game after that was just, we were all on the same page. And like mm-hmm. it was, it was, uh, it was a real special time. And we, we, we um, you know, some teams we weren't really expected to beat, we, we beat, you know, teams that have been in it for a lot longer than we have, we beat. And um, I just think we showed the potential that we have um, moving forward and, you know, obviously, it's it's amazing to win a medal for your country, and I've got it. I've got all that framed right behind me here. You know, that's going to stick with me forever. Mm-hmm. And and not only that, but you know, the group of guys that that we had, those group of five guys that have represented Australia for us. You know, with uh, Waxy, Steelo, Tommy, you, you and me. You know, that you you couldn't ask for a group of better teammates. I, I think they're just you know off the court everything's sweet, on the court everything's sweeter. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and you almost want to keep that band together, you know. What I mean, you don't want that to go away. And I know we got to play a little bit more, you know, World Cup and then Mumba and all that. But when all this sort of stuff stopped, I was really looking forward to keep playing, you know, because we were really getting on a roll right then.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and unfortunately, I have to touch on that the the, the negative experience that comes with the World Cup. Um. Obviously, went in there and we fell well short of our goal. Um, and it's just like three x three. It's a couple of possessions, you know, on on both sides. With um, mm. you know, I'd be honest in saying, um, you know, Poland. Like, yeah, you, you look at it, and yeah, a couple of possessions here and there. And first time, maybe in my three x three sort of. Like, against Latvia, I just felt like we just got completely beat by a well-experienced well, well experienced team, course, playing yeah, great yeah. basketball, and, like, irrespective you mean know, how many times we go and we go, we just need to change that. That's the first time I've ever been humbled on the court, and I just was like, we really, really had nothing. They were just rolling and showed by their yeah. bronze medal beating Serbia. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk to me about that. Like, yeah, the, the success, we finally get there. We were out there for a while, and then, yeah, the unfortunate... We're out, we're out of the pool. I mean, I've still got a bit of taste about it now. And obviously, oh. talk more so. And then you can touch on this point of missing out Olympics.
1: No, I, I feel like that, that second game against Poland was really... Um, that was one that I thought... Because we came out on a really hot start. Um, and I, I always have that, that, regr- that taste in my mouth about that game in particular. Because I, I I missed a few looks that I'm usually used to making. And when they don't go down you know, it's uh, and then you end up losing by, you know, a narrow margin, it doesn't sit right with you for a while, you know. I lost a lot of sleep over that game. Um, And, you know, thinking back now, like you said, if you could have the time back, you know, hindsight's a beautiful thing. But, you know, they started hitting shots. Obviously, they got Michael Hicks who hit some crazy shots against us. Um, I felt like if you're going to take anything away from that, even though we lost, we went up a team that's been playing for so much longer than us that, that beat Serbia, that have beaten high-level teams and have won challenges. And they had a hard time with us. They, they didn't beat us, you know what I mean? I don't feel like they beat us. I feel like mm. we, we missed some shots and some opportunities. So comparing that, being on that stage It felt like we did belong there. It wasn't like we got run off the court. We belonged on that stage. And even though the score in the Latvia game was was a little closer in the end, they they just outclassed us. I feel like Mm -hmm. their experience just shone through. You know, the way they run their plays, their timing, their cutting, their physicality, knowing where to be. I feel like that was just on another level that we need to get to. And I know I watched that game a few times just watching them and watching what they do. Um, But... I think they're a perfect example of the kind of chemistry you need to have as a team. You know, you need to have those couple playmakers and then you need to have those guys that are just going to eat glass and be physical. You know what I mean? Mm, So mm. that balance of guys, um, I thought was really important because you look at even like the USA team that won, you've got the guy that ate like Hakeem Maddox, just an absolute beast, getting boards, playing D. Wasn't going to make an outside shot, but it, it doesn't matter. People place a lot of emphasis on the two. But you need guys that are going to be able to get more possessions for you. You know what I mean? So it's, um, it, was, it was a good experience, don't get me wrong. And it was good to, I mean, even though we did knock out a pool play, we had some time, you know, in Amsterdam. That was kind of fun. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, it wasn't the result we wanted. And I felt like we were just really close away from what we wanted. But it's all about growth and learning at this point.
0: And that's what I want to talk because, I mean, we obviously, and it's funny, and I've been speaking at length, I, I, I see this. I mean, I think we're both very passionate in space because we get to play for our country, which would have never been an opportunity that we would have been presented to in the past. Obviously, I've transitioned mm-hmm. out of playing professional basketball um, and hopefully you've got a few more years, but we get to do this on um, the fun side. And, yeah, you get to experience stuff that, never would have had the opportunity. Like, as you spoke about, you went to Mongolia, you know, played in the Philippines. Yeah. Like, we've done all this sort of stuff that, you know, even when I, when I tell people, I remember getting invited to a challenge last year, Mongolia, and I was like, oh, am I actually considering going to Mongolia, like, of all <laughs> places? Like, that's a laugh. But I want to talk to you about this. Like, I mean, and it is COVID is sort of. I want to talk to you about from a Pathways perspective and mm. what. Your suggestions, recommendations. I mean, how to what? What, what would you like to be seen done? Um, because I I see this as three x three at a junior standpoint. Um, like i voice voiced this. I don't understand why Australia don't have representation on under eighteen and twenty three level. Because right. like for me, three x three can be seen as a supplementary training tool. Like it shouldn't be seen as a, as a competitor to five on five. Like yeah, yeah. the beautiful thing about three x three is you can't hide on the court you know whereas 5 mm-hmm. on 5 you're 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 a role player in, in essence unless right. you're Bryce Cotton, <laughs> you right. know so like why can you not use 3x3 to to you know as a training method to get better on the court so i want to ask you how what what would you what, what are you what are your ambitions i mean what do you would you like to see i mean obviously with olympics ruled mm. out unless somehow fiba just say, yeah, we'd like the Asian Cup champions to be involved, which I would love, but I don't think that's the case. But what, what are your ambitions? What would you like to see done for 3x3 basketball in Australia? Well, there's no. you're right
1: when you say we need to develop the pathway. Um, because I might be a little bit naive in saying this, but I just see more basketball as a good thing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. more opportunities for kids to, to play. Like kids that may not have been recognised in 5-on-5 five and, five and may not have the certain skills can, train, can use 3x3 and still be successful like I can think of a lot of guys that may not be as successful in five front. I think if from memory, Dusan Balut, like the world's number one player for a while, he was a division two five on five player, not really get much mm-hmm. traction. And he comes out the three X three, his skills transfer perfectly. And all of a sudden he's, he's a world figure. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, just a, just a, an example like that. I mean, you know, if, if a kid has an opportunity to do that, um, I think that's a perfect pathway. And, and I I wanted to see it on the junior level put into, um, like, some sort of tournament play where you do have kind of like, you know, like you have a weekend where it's Saturday, Sunday for the kids or something like that where, you know, they play a certain amount of games. And, you know, you, you win tournaments each weekend and then move on and then win again. You know, the pathway is going to have to need some some tweaking to get it right. Don't get me wrong. But you need to have that transition coming into, because this is a, this is a, like, I don't think people really realize it. It's an Olympic sport now. Mm. This needs to be tri- treated seriously. This isn't a street ball thing anymore. This isn't just some hyped up, you know, glorified sport. This is in the Olympics. It's got a world cup. It's got Asia cup. It's got Euro cup, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a legitimate sport now and it needs to be treated that way. And, um, you know, I think i said this, you know, when I found out we may not be going to the Asia cup, I'm like, for me, that's like someone taking away my ability to represent my country mm-hmm. when it's right there for us to do. Now, I'm not, uh, you know, I know there's got people that have been doing this for longer than me that have been involved in junior sports and the pathways in a long time. So whoever those people are need to get together and hash this out because this is this needs to happen. You know, it's, it's too good a sport just to give up. And and I, I like what uh, Hustle's doing with the community hustle and having ambassadors. I think that's a good step forward, getting us out there, getting the name of the sport out there. But we need to have the legitimate pathways that go through the under-18 ranks that go through. So you can send an under-18 Australian team to, you know, the mm-hmm. World Cup of, you know, they can send... Um, uh, I think it's under-18s. So there's under-20s something. Some 23s, yeah. 23s, that's right. So under tw- you can send under 23 guys to, to these Cups. I mean, this is great opportunities for, for kids. Opportunities that they, they might not get in 5-on-5, five five, just like myself, just like you. You know what I mean? So, for sure. I mean, this sport, I mean, on my, like, again, it might be a naive perspective, but this sport has given me the ability to represent my country and win. And there's no better feeling than that. We've won well, an Asia Cup.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I want to ask you how – I mean, I don't think this is the, the biggest thing and we've got some names um, and not discrediting um, the names of Tommy Wright and Andrew Steele because I've shown that they, you know, at that level. But how how would you go about attracting NBL-level talent? We obviously see it from the WNBL, like I saw that with the Moonbar Festival. You've got four teams and they've WNBL mm-hmm. players across the board. But yeah. we've seen it with a couple of hustle events. Um, it would have grown this year. But, I mean, how – how would you go about attracting MBL talent? I mean, obviously we've seen the success of you. Um, and don't invite too many guys because I don't want to get bumped. But, I mean, what, what, how would you suggest to, to attract that high-level talent? And even from a state guy thinking about under-18s, you know, like you're, you're right, it's not a street ball thing, it's a concept. But, I mean, what what, what would be your advice?
1: Look, for right now, my advice to a state kid is just, I mean, the, the thing is you can't really get involved in too, like, there's not enough to go around, you know what I mean? It's just the street hustles and that when they come up, you know, but in terms of what I want to see kind of how to attract those guys at the end of the day, it's, it all comes back to money because I mean, if you're a professional player and you're in your prime and you're, you're making a good amount of money, you're you're having a good living. Do you want to risk, you know, the the injury to go and play something where you're not really getting much reward. And I mean, even myself, I wasn't guaranteed any money we had to win to, to win money, you know? So it, it, I think we spoke of a concept and um, I think you, me and Dave maybe had a chat or maybe Stilo and Tommy as well about how um we wanted to have a team of like six guys that we have a base somewhere in Europe. I think they were talking about that Netherlands training facility that we use in the World Cup and having guys that are staying over there during the World Tour event. And four weeks, um, and then two guys come in, another two guys come out and rotating those guys and but not having and having them obviously be paid for their time. It, it's a job just like an NBL contract. Mm. But this we've only got six guys of the NBLs, you know, got 80 plus, not 90 plus. Mm. So it's a smaller figure. Um, it just takes that little bit of funding that we need. But it's a, it's a realistic goal for us to have a team that competes in all the world tours and goes on the world. Because mm-hmm. I've seen the teams on those world tour and events and they're beatable for us. You know what I mean? Oh, like absolutely.
0: It comes back down to experience. Um, mm. Yeah, like, I mean, you, you and the only way you can get experience is by playing high-level competition and getting that. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And even us being so separated, you know, like... Tommy and Stilo and, you know, obviously and Vic and, and yourself and Waxy in New South Wales, but even myself, it's a tough thing to go, cool, like, let's play 3X3 and WA. The talent that's here because it's such a different game, you know. Like, I mm. you need to, to develop. I completely agree. I want to finish on this last question. and This is a, an interesting one. Obviously, you're still in the mix of NBL. I want to ask you, um, who do you think suited? Like, if you were to play alongside three guys, so you can put yourself yeah. in there but who are you selecting as a as a nbl 3x3 team
1: yeah if I'm, if I'm going outside the guys that i've already played with um yeah yeah i think one of the one of the names that came up was like a mish mccarran um
0: yeah.
1: you know he's uh he's strong he's athletic um he can he can play D physicality physicality wise he can knock down an open shot you know um i, I think he he transitions pretty well um, I almost thought like a Jesse Wagstaff too, like um, his, his, his uh, intelligence level, you know, setting a hard screen, rolling, knocking down an open shop. Um, and then, uh, oh, the last one's a bit tricky. I'd have to, I know I've thought, thought about those two in the past, um, mm. just thinking that they are really suited to it. Am I allowed to say Bryce Cotton? Or is he not, <laughs>
0: not Australian as, of, as I have as of yet? Not uh, yet, though, right?
1: Not yet. Not yeah, yet, as um, I know. No <laughs> but um, if I had to if I had to pick another guy, I think maybe a Sunday Dutch. Um, I <laughs> that what? was
0: this that was a guy I literally won the fest, the one when uh one and guy I think maybe you might have not been available initially. I reached out to Sunday and I was Oh like, okay. I was like you would be suited this to a T. Yeah. Um, I no, mean I'm definitely he's one thing he's definitely going one on one. Um, so might have an issue there, but in terms of the defensive switching and the capacity yeah. to shoot, yeah, and, and yeah, and, and, yeah nah. love it, mate. Thank you so much for your time. I heard the little fella in the background, so hopefully, I haven't taken too much time away from your beautiful fa- yeah. uh, family. But, mate, appreciate yeah. that. Hopefully, as you said, the restrictions lift and we can get back to some space. I, I hold a glimmer of hope that we'll be able to, uh, well, one, I hope we're able to get out of the country, but we can compete in a couple of not every world tour events being canceled, but I hope we actually have an opportunity to to compete as a, as a team this year before the NBL. Hopefully that doesn't um, overlap with with the NBL, but to Mm. everyone else, thank you again for tuning in for this week's episode of three X three hustle hype. You can tune in every week and connect with us through all of our social media channels via Facebook, Instagram. Um, Please tune in again. Send through anything you may have. And once again, Timmy, thanks a lot. Have a great night.
1: Appreciate it, mate. Thank you.